Yes! Over the line! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, RJ Young and Brandon Drum. What's up, kid folks? It's RJ Young. That's Brandon Drum. We're going to talk about Jalen Hurts being named starting quarterback. We're going to talk about what we expect to happen over the course of the next week. Brandon, how you doing, dude? Good. It, the technical difficulties uh, kind of irritated me, but we're good now. We're good. I'm breathing. Yeah, B needs to breathe. Uh, yeah. So, it's an interesting week in that first, you know, they moved – Availability from Monday, Tuesday to Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they dropped a release to let us know that Jalen Hurts is starting quarterback, which is something yeah. that was called on this podcast by you in December last year, and people are acting like they're shocked around the country, which I guess is how Miami fans feel about Tate Martell, because most of the folks yeah. that are inside the boat were like, no, nah, we kind of thought Jaron Williams was going to be the guy. It's like, I, I didn't, but you know what? Nah, I don't, I don't yeah. cover that team. I covered this one. Yeah, they, they, look. Like I said last year, or I guess last, what, December, November, whatever. Last year, yeah, last yeah, year. It was last year. Yeah. I said, look, I'm hearing that there's a lot of buzz going on both sides that if and when it happens, obviously Oklahoma couldn't do any of the talking or anything like that. The good part about the whole ordeal with Jalen Hurts in Oklahoma and any of the schools that were after him is his dad is a high school football coach. So it makes it to where things can be said that normally couldn't be said. I guess if that makes sense within the rules. So there was a lot of buzz. There was a lot of, hey, you know, Jalen Hurts is gonna be, he's gonna transfer. Um, our guy Dimitri Warren with the Under Armour game uh, hit me up in October and said he's hearing it down there in Mississippi and SEC country, and he's well connected. He's got he knows coaches from every staff and he basically hit me up and said look <laughs> uh, i'm hearing that jalen hurts in oklahoma is a deal i did my own you know uh reconnaissance and background checking and everything else as far as trying to figure out if that was a legit deal and come to find out it is and it was and we got on the podcast and you asked that question who's going to be the starting quarterback and here's the deal is like if you were on our website on OUinsider.com, I'd already told OUinsider.com members that that was a, that was a deal like, I guess, a couple of weeks prior to the podcast. And RJ asked, hey, what is and who is going to be the starting quarterback in 2019 after Kyler Murray goes to the NFL and or Major League Baseball? We all thought it was going to be the NFL. I mean, most people outside of Oklahoma thought of Major League. We all thought it was NFL inside here, kind of like the Tate Martell down there. We just, if you're, if you're covering it, you know. And he said, who's it going to be? And I said, I'm hearing Jalen Hurts. And lo and behold, I guess, what was it, three weeks, four, it was about five weeks later, Jalen Hurts announced that he's going to be at OU. And we were on top, I mean, RJ was on top of it, I was on top of it, everybody was pretty much on top of it at OU Insider. Um, whenever the visit happened, we were one of the first to know that it happened, was he was on campus because they tried to keep that thing quiet. I mean, it was like like Fort Knox lockdown <laughs> type stuff. Um, there were members of the staff um, from rumors I'm hearing that didn't even know he was on campus at the time. 
So, I mean, it's just a crazy deal. Um, but it happened. They didn't want a lot of, I guess, publicity on the visits because all the other visits, it was publicized. It was out there. He was at, like, famous diners in Miami. He was at basketball games at Maryland. At Oklahoma, it was just kicking it and watching film from what I'm told on the visit. and That pretty much sold him more than anything. There is no shocker there. Once he got on campus, once Austin Kendall said, to hell with this, it was him, and the charade is what I resent. I resent that you turn this into more of a circus than it had to be because he would, when Lincoln spoke, it was for five minutes. He wasn't really enthusiastic about talking about it. He, he did mention that Tanner Mordecai did some nice things. Spencer Rattler is ahead for a guy his age. He claimed that the battle was close, and I think that was more for the benefit of the Rattlers and the Mordecais than it was for us and anybody else who does not have a child playing quarterback at Oklahoma. But, I mean, what, what, what did we learn? You know, I mean, and we didn't talk to Jalen for two days after that, right? Because it was, well, one day after that, because they dropped the release, then Lincoln spoke, then Jalen spoke, and he was the last guy to walk into the room, so he's the last guy that anybody interviewed. And he told a really cool story about a coffee bean, but he didn't want to say much about anything else. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I, I, I like him. I also understand he doesn't like this. And that makes him difficult to really just talk to in that setting because he doesn't, he doesn't want to talk to anyone in that setting. He, he really didn't want to answer any questions. He just wants to go play, and I understand that. I also have said for years, I believe the University of Oklahoma quarterback has to talk. That's, your, that's in the job description. You talk. Yep. You're, you're the guy. Even more so than the head coach, you're the guy. You, and, you know, if you, if you poke him, right, or you poke the team, then he's got stuff to say, right? Then he's going to defend people. But if you ask him about himself, nothing. Nada. Zip. The dude didn't even want to talk about playing Derrick King in high school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just said we're cool. Yeah, I was like... We're cool. But I remember the game. I mean, I remember the butt kicking we took. I mean, that's basically all he said. Yeah, I mean... And then I thought there was something to be said about, hey, Houston was my first offer. Usually when you ask a kid that question, they gush about it, right? Because it, it lets them know, I can do this, right? They They... I'm going to play Division One football. I'm going to play big-time college football. And I'll always remember that because, this, you know, insert school here offered me a scholarship. And he mentioned, like, I got, I got ties to the school. I'm close to the school. But he didn't really want to talk about it. So I was kind of wanted to ask you this. What do you think Jalen Hurts does want to talk about? Not much. He's a coach's son. And I think it radiates – between being a, I was about to say he would be a hit at a coach's clinic. He'd be hell of a coach's clinic, dude. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, look, he is a guy that, um, just pretty much. I'm trying to think of the right word. He says he says a lot, and there's very little of substance that comes out of it. And even when he says a little, there's even less coming out of it. So he's he's like a coach's dream at quarterback. He's not Baker. Um, even Kyler would give us snippets every now and then. I don't foresee that 
happening with Jalen all too much. I mean, look, I think I, – I, let me rephrase that. I think once he opens up and the season starts, he will open up a little more because we've seen it in his Alabama interviews. He did open up more. He was He was more laid back. I think right now he's just trying to give that front of – we're a different, we're, we're a hard team, we're this or that. I think once they win a ball game or two, I think you're going to see him just kind of, you know, be laid, more laid back in an interview setting. But he is Saban trained. He is his father, uh, is, a, is a head coach. So he's he's been trained how to coach speak more than probably most any quarterback we've ever had at OU. So... That is, I mean, that's just the gist of the deal. It's something we'll have to deal with as media members and just kind of sift through the garbage and the trash that he's going to put up and know that there's substance in there somewhere. We just got to find it. And I thought there was some substance in the coffee bean story that I'm. I'm oh yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to let folks listen to that. So we're going to play that right here. And I, I, I think you know you got to try and be the coffee bean. Um, that, that, when, I, when I say coffee bean, you got the carrot, um, you, the egg. You, know, you put an egg in boiling water, it hardens up. You know, it doesn't affect anything. The carrot softens up. You know, the coffee bean spreads and gets stronger and, and impacts the people around you. You know, Try to be that coffee bean. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So in that story... I went and I researched it because he did not want to say where he learned it. I'm like, yo, man, if a motivational speaker walked in there and just delivered that, cool, just just give up the source. I mean, it ain't that big a deal. You didn't come up with the story. It's a good story, right. and it's a teachable moment. And I enjoyed that Jalen could tell that story on the fly, right? Because that also lets me know, you're good at this. You're yeah, good at this. Is. You can do this. You can do this well. You just don't want to. And that was like, hold on. You just pulled that coffee bean story out of your butt, and it was awesome. Give me another story about you, dude, because that story is For sure. about how you want to be you know, perceived. And I get that, right? We all have stories about how we want to be perceived. But I'm going, yo, Jalen. Like, I, I wanted to grab my chin and then give him like that. You, you ever, or not grab my chin. It's Bradley Beal Bill in the tunnel when he's walking out and somebody yells out, Bradley, you suck. And then Bradley stops, he puts his hands on his hips, he looks up at it and says, I suck? And then he's like, come on, man. Because I mean, that's what I was, that's how I felt when he told that story. And then, you right. know, you, I think it was George Stoya was like, yo, where'd, where'd, you, where'd you get that? And he's like, well, you surround yourself with the right people. I'm like, come on, man. You just be personable. It's in there. You showed it. It's like, you, see, you try to be out here 63 when we know you're 21. It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's he doesn't like to uh, give up anything that would. He's he he's a really good. He's great. Like when you get him in front of there and he starts talking, 
when you ask, and, and I said this on the radio yesterday, I said, hey, when, when you talk to Jalen, a lot of people get really short answers. For some odd reason, I've gotten long answers from him in the couple of questions that I've asked because I've kind of, through the three or four times that we've gotten, I've kind of figured out there's like a button you have to push, and you have to make it, at one, a team-oriented question. Number two, you kind of have to give him a little props, but not so much to where you make it all about him and you make it so much more about the team, and then kind of throw him in there as far as how did you respond to this or how how do you see this going about because this is what your teammates are saying or blah, 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 blah. And he will give you a great answer with that because he doesn't want to be – he wants to be the focal point, but he doesn't want to – have the perception that he wants to be the focal point, if that makes sense. He is a walking Chinese proverb. Yes. He is, hey, the nail that sticks up gets hammered. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> you know, uh, if you don't master the thing, the thing will become your master. Like, I'm like, all right. Mate, you look, all right. If I'm 17, 18, 19, 20 to 23, I'm probably eating this up with a spoon. Because I was the right. dude that's reading Nietzsche. I was the dude that was going through Lao Tzu. I was going through that stage where philosophy meant a lot to me. And modernism meant a lot to me. And literature from ancient Greece and white guys in robes talking at length about what makes a republic and define justice. And you still have it defined justice. And Socrates is talking to various characters inside Plato's Republic where I'm going, this is, this is, this is that. This is that stuff, man. This is that dope that I've been looking for. So let me snort this through my nose. And you know what? That probably that from that standpoint, that plays in that locker room. I know yeah, it does. Probably. I know it does. Yeah. Those dudes want to play for this guy because they feel like he has all the answers. And you know what? That's that's really all that matters as a quarterback. That's what Baker had, that's what Kyler had. They knew that as long as that guy was calling plays, we're gonna win. Or we yeah. have an opportunity to win. As opposed to not to. Yeah, so I guess the question being is is did you buy that this is the closest competition we've had? Can I can I can I can I get a hell no? Can I yeah. can I get one of those? Because you know we heard the exact same thing last year, right? Yeah, well more than that. Like I said it after last year, I said, Cool, you don't get to play this trick again. Because we and saw what we saw what Kyler Murray did and we saw what Austin Kendall didn't do. And then we saw Lincoln Riley say at the same presser, the same presser, hey, look, you, Austin Kendall has to take a lot away from going neck and neck with the Heisman Trophy winner. And yeah. Jalen Hurts, I'm a, I'm a fan of that kid, been a fan of from afar. I'm not inside those walls, but I, everybody needs a dude like him. To which I'm going, okay, one of these is a lie. Like one of these is not true. And you know what's not true? The Kendall stuff. There you go. Yep. And if Kendall couldn't make it close with – Kyler, I don't believe Mordecai makes it close with Hurts. And I'm throwing Rattler out because he wasn't here. And every true freshman that gets named a starting quarterback is a guy that has earned the trust of that program over eight months. You're yeah, an early it, enrollee. He, he dipped out. I was going to ask a question. I actually turned to Keegan right now uh, with Sooners Wire and USA Today. And I said, I was about to ask a question like that. But my next question was, if Spencer Rattler had been here longer than two months, how much more of a problem or more of a decision do you think it would have had to be made with his progression in just the two months that he'd been there? Well, we, we, we have sound of, of Riley talking about Spencer, and I want to play that right here before you get into that. Okay. 
Spencer's a little newer to the situation, but he's very, very eager and excited. But both those guys are team guys and supportive. And, and I think that quarterback room, it's very new, but it's, you've seen it really start to come together. So they're ready to support Jalen and, and then also, you know, work hard and be ready for when their time comes because we never know. You know, we've had, we've had, you know, good quarterback play and, and guys that have stayed healthy in the last few years and you don't you don't always have that com that, that combination. I fully expect that we will, but I mean that's that's you got to be ready. This game presents all kinds of stuff, and so I know we've got three guys in there that that no doubt can go play and, and play extremely well right now. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Okay, so the gist of Lincoln Riley's answer about Rattler in this competition was, hey, man, uh, he did a lot of stuff that I did not expect a kiddo to be able to do at his age. And that's about it. To which yeah. I was going, if he's here the whole time, does he make it into a competition? Probably. But also, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't a competition Hurts is going to lose. No. This is not Joey Gatewood at Auburn. All right? <laughs> that's, that, that, that's not what this is people okay this is not tate martell at miami true okay this this is this isn't isn't even tommy stevens at mississippi state this dude nope. not only went 16 26-2 as a starter he went 14-2 against power five he's won a championship the championship he I, has the respect I, of the best football coach in america i just it wasn't gonna be close i laugh when i hear the name joey gatewood just and he's a real name people for don't know he's a quarterback in Auburn, he's a he played meaningful snaps last year. Yeah, he's a he's a decent quarterback. But the fact that I just whenever I hear the name Joey Gatewood, I instantly think of Lane Kiffin's alter ego. For some odd reason, <laughs> Joey, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joey uh, Freshwater, right? Joey Freshwater. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Joey Freshwater. I, I just always think of that for some odd reason. See, I, but, every time I think of of Lane Kiffin, I think of Chris Robinson. And how that's like, man, I thought you guys were made for each other. Yeah, he's, is he not starting? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, look, he's supposed to. We'll see. He played really well last year. I don't I, know how you wouldn't. Well, what I mean is. Other than he has a bunch of issues off the field. That's what I was going to say. That's where I was going. I was like, nah, let, let's see if he finds a way to screw this up in, in a week. Then he will. When they, when they host Ohio State. I know they go to Ohio State. Excuse me. He will carpe diem his way out of the starting position. Golly. Is there is there a dude that you didn't like covering more? No. Oh my god! He, All right, cool. No, I want to get into this. I want to get into this because because B. I don't say that often. No, no. And B's favorite class, B's favorite class to date is the 2017 class. Loves that class. The way that I like the 2019 class, he loves that 2017 class, and yet. Every time I bring up Chris Robinson, he's been like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and I've been like, wait a second. Yeah. That, was, that was the quarterback of that class. He's like, no, no. And I had his dad tell me why. I, I kid you not, like during the spring, I don't remember how it even happened. I think I bumped into his dad or something. That, that, it was outside the stadium. And I asked how Chris was doing, and literally he goes, uh, if, if uh, – 
they, they would. Uh, Kyler isn't that. I mean, he's easy to tell. We played against him. If they take those blue jerseys off, he wouldn't be that good. And I'm just like, you are smoking crack. Like he's like, oh, we would be. He'd be. He'd be the second string quarterback over Kyler if they just let Kyler, you know, take some hits. I mean, yeah, of course. Would you want him to get injured? I mean, is that your your train of thought? Because your kid is not Kyler Murray. Sorry. I mean, he thought his kid created the quarterback position. And Chris? Well, okay, let me, let me, let me get there for just a second. Just let me unpack that when, when we say this. Because I, I've said this many times about QB1, right? Which is two things. One, this is as close as anybody is going to get to knowing any one of those three quarterbacks over the next three to five years, however long it is that they play college football. In at least one case, you, you myself, we sp- spoke to Spencer at length many times over the last two years. I say I've gone through recruiting with 50 to 75 kids every year. For most of these parents, this is the first and last time they will ever go through recruiting, period. So many of these parents understand their kid as the best player to play football in his age group because it's been true. Like, it's been 100% accurate. And the idea that there's another kid out there that could be better than their kid is a foreign concept. It takes tremendous humility to be able to say, you know what, there's there's probably a good 5,000 kids on a continuum that could be better than my kid, right? That's, That's a really difficult thing to say. There's kids aren't even that people don't even know about that are probably better than your kid. They they just are in a wrong place, wrong time. Right. I mean, and think about Austin Kendall when you when you when you put this stuff into context because I think that's a that's a public way of looking at this. Kendall was a pro style quarterback who had an opportunity to go anywhere, and the difference between him and Jalen Hurts is one got to play and one did not. The difference is literally Jalen Hurts had to unseat Blake Barnett, friggin. Austin Kendall had to unseat two Heisman Trophy winners and two number one overall draft picks. It ain't that the boy can't play. It's that they're that good. <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks. It really does. And I don't yeah. think he has anything to throw to at West Virginia in the first place, so no, his he's, stats he's are going to suck, but it ain't yeah, going to be his fault. Be you know, it's just a really tough deal. But you know what? He's got two years. And it's going to make it – all it's going to do is solidify what Lincoln Riley did with the move with Jalen Hurts in people's mind. Yeah. Even they they won't they won't see that the personnel around him at West Virginia is bad. They'll just see he's not doing very well. Riley made the right move. No, I, I, I see this as for for those of us that are watching this team, like I, I watch the team closely, right? Because I come up as a fan of the team, um, and, and to a degree, I still kind of carry that. But I, I'm not stupid about the team, and I refuse to, to act stupid about the team. Matter of fact, you and I, you know, the, the buddy cop deal that people ascribe to this podcast is uh-huh. is me being the bad guy, right? Because I'm always going, no, nah, there's a hole in that. There's a hole there, there's a hole there, because I, right. I follow it so closely, and I'm not going to be an idiot. But I think this is a referendum on, on Riley as much as it is anything else, because the personnel offensively around Hurts is the same that it was around Alabama. It's the, yeah. it's the same. And you can make an argument that the competition is much easier at Oklahoma than it is at Alabama. Just For sure. Just taking into account rankings, right? Let's not 
think about the league schedule. Let's look at the AP Top 25. Oklahoma's got two on that, and I wrote this down, right, because I, I was interested to find out, you know, the strength of schedule stuff before we head into the college football playoff committee starting to rank people, and there's only one squad with six AP Top 25 teams that they face, and that's Michigan, so they got a gauntlet. But most teams have between four and five. Clemson is the only other one like Oklahoma that's only got two. And the two that Oklahoma has are Iowa State and Texas. So that's only one of those that's a top 10 program. And that's barely, right? And, and after LSU, who the hell knows? They could vault. They could drop. I think LSU is good in that game, especially if they go into Austin and get a W. That'll be huge. But in regard to Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley, I'm going, man, all right, if, if Hurts does well, we will all have expected him to do well. If he does not win a Heisman Trophy and throw for 4,000 and 1,000, are, are people going to call it a bad year? No. But if he doesn't go for 3,000 and 750, is that going to work? Are we going to be happy with that? Are they winning? The Okay, the win total is 10 and a half. Do they win 10, 10 games? Well, I mean, that I would be under 10 and a half. So is is ten game yeah. is a ten win season a successful season at Oklahoma this year? No. Yeah. Okay. All right. What? So an eleven win season, but you lose the Big Twelve championship. No. Okay. So now we have we have a barometer. You have to win eleven games. You can't. And you can't the Big have Twelve won championship. The past four Big Twelve titles and not have and and not win the Big Twelve title and say it's a successful season because it's definitely not living up to what you've done in the previous half decade. So we, we, can, we can throw these down as markers because that's what I'm really trying to get at when I, when I right. say referendum on Riley. So we're saying that you got to win 11 games and you got to win a Big 12 championship for it to be a successful season. And if you do both of those things, the thinking is you're into the college football playoff, but who the hell knows with this committee? So you, you, could, you could drop one. Right. Okay. So you could drop one, but you got to win 11 and you got to win the Big 12 title. That's a successful season. Yeah. That's what they've done in the past okay. four or five years. So anything that's not all three of those items is an unsuccessful season. I mean, is that not fair? Can no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not comparing it to, to what they've done previously. No, I'm not saying that it's not. I, I am saying yeah. that I wanted, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to workshop on this podcast what you and I would think would be a successful I, season. Uh, as, as something we could we could it unsuccessful if they don't win the Big 12 title. Well, that's that I mean, I thought that, but like I said, I just I wanted to give it definable parameters. Yeah. Cuz I think that was rattling around in our heads, but for us to like yeah. write it down, I thought would be worthwhile. Because because sure. we we really do need to we need to keep an eye on that because so much is going to be said about how Hurts plays, good, bad, different, whatever. Because it won't be indifferent. Somebody's going to have an opinion after Houston. They're going to have an opinion after South Dakota. They're going to have an opinion all the way through, right? No matter what the run yep. game does, no matter what the receivers do, no matter what the defense does. Think about that. So, like, I was the, I, I actually I love this because, it's, you know, we're radio guys. But thinking in my head, what if Jalen Hurts plays okay? And by okay, I mean passes for 2,800, rushes for – 600 has 25 touchdowns and the defense surprises the hell out of everybody and has mm -hmm. like 
30 takeaways and is like top 50 in total defense and like top 35 in total in defensive efficiency. Would we, you know, I mean, we'll look at those wins and losses and be like, yeah, this is how we define a successful season, even as those things are in flux, right? That's what I was really getting at. Right. If, if other stuff goes haywire, we'll still be able to look and say, did they win a Big 12 championship? Did they win 11 games? And that'd be that. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean that that's kind of where I see it. I, I look. They've had a they've had a slip up once a year. It doesn't matter if it's Iowa State, Texas, I mean what was it? It was Houston basically. We all expected OU to maybe lose to Ohio State in twenty sixteen, so I don't really count that as a slip up. Then then the, I do count it as a slip up in the manner in which they lost because they just got drubbed. But um ultimately I guess what was it in 2015 it was Texas again so those slip ups I guess you live with as long as you overcome them and somehow find your way winning a Big 12 title if not even if you have a one loss and say two other teams have one loss and the tiebreaker is who's ranked higher now obviously Oklahoma with the name they're going to be ranked higher than everybody else because that's just how it works but I think if they don't make it, say they have one loss and they don't make it to the Big 12 title, that would be a disappointing season. Even though it's not in their, really in their control. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a lot, and I don't think that scenario is going to happen because I don't think the Big 12 is good enough to do that. But No, it's not. I yeah. Full stop. Like, yeah. I've tried to do a better job this season than I have in any other season of just taking a national view of what college football looks like in the landscape. And I, you know the way that I do that to start the season is to take a look at who's ranked, who's not, because that's what we have to work with at present. And then what does their schedule say about the rankings? Now we all know that the SEC, they, they rule the rankings, but the Big Ten has more ranked teams than the SEC does. So we could conceivably think that the road to the college football playoff is more difficult for Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State than it is for Oklahoma or Texas. Even as Texas gets to have more AP top 25 opponents on its schedule than OU does. So in thinking about it in that way, bro, people are going to call this schedule easy. Er, yeah. not easy, easier than anybody else has pretty much in the top 10 because Notre Dame has Michigan and Georgia on its schedule. Uh, friggin' well, Florida has Georgia, Texas A&M, and LSU on its schedule. You know, like it's just, you don't have any margin for error is what I'm saying. For sure, but I also think that there's going to be some surprises in the Big 12 to where, like it is every year, where there's a couple teams that creep up in the top 25 that you really didn't think they would do that. And yeah, I but think we, 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 the, the thing about that though, just, just to insert this, we cut each other off at the knees in this conference because we play the friggin' round robin. Yeah. So, so like, we're never gonna have the same amount of teams ranked inside the top 25 as the SEC because they don't play everybody. No, they only play eight conference yeah. games anyway. So. And and you know what? The 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 knock is, hey, nobody's told those other teams that they had to play everybody. Right. They decided to do that because they knew it was more difficult for them to get a team in. 
But in doing so, you're also cut off at the knees any opportunity of having four teams ranked inside the top 25 because there's a world in which Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State could all have been ranked this year and, and still played a league schedule through November. And right. yet, that's, that's half the league. That would have been huge. And, but because they got to eat each other alive, literally cannibalize each other, it ain't going to happen. So we always lucky to have three, and we should have two every year, in a year where the SEC is probably going to have five to six, and the Big Ten's going to have four to five. It just it sucks is what it does. That's what I'm saying. It, just, it sucks. No, and it does. But I just think that, to me, like if you had to pick a surprise team in the Big 12 this year, who do you think it's going to be? Surprise. That means a team that's not ranked. They, yeah, maybe they're just outside of the top 25, but they may creep up and be a top 15 team. Oklahoma State or Baylor? Year. Very, that's a, those were my two teams. Oklahoma yeah. State or Baylor? Because Baylor, yeah. Baylor has all of his tough games at home. Yep. Every last one of them. And Oklahoma State, hell, they got Chuba and Tylen. And you know what? I expect either one of those quarterbacks, Drew Brown and Spencer Sanders, to be better than Corndog. Yeah. And if the defense isn't atrocious... They're going to win all every game that they should. And they're, they they came within, what, a point of, of losing Oklahoma? Yeah, and so having said that, therein lies where I'm talking about the Big 12 always has those two teams that just kind of creep up there. Like last year it was Iowa State. Everybody's like, holy crap, they're really good. Um, this year, I think, like you said, Baylor, Oklahoma State, I think TCU is kind of that fringe team as well. But I think the two that you named, those are the two I – thought of off the top of my head as well that are going to be teams that kind of slowly meander their way up yeah but they're the top 25 pole their wins and losses are going to i mean they're like let's say when baylor and oklahoma state meet or baylor and iowa state meet they could both be ranked but somebody's going to fall out because they beat the other team i don't think but that's just it i don't think you get held, like, say it's a close ball game, you're not going to drop them completely out of the top 25. Mm-hmm. I think if you're if you're an OU fan, what you want is that at the moment these teams play, you play these teams in the Big 12, and it's, for some odd reason, it's worked out well for Oklahoma the past couple of years. When Oklahoma goes and they play these teams, they're at their peak as far as rankings go. As long as they keep doing that and say, OSU's ranked 15th or 13th or whatever, and Baylor's ranked 20th or 18th or whatever, and Iowa State's ranked, you know, 16th, 17th, whatever, top top 15-ish or whatever. As long as they're in that category when you play them, and as long as Texas, even if they lose to LSU, they've got like three games between then that they can work themselves back up into the top 10. And if Oklahoma can beat them, you're looking at a schedule when they go back and look at it, they're like, okay, well, Oklahoma beat yada, 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 and that's going to make themselves look good for the playoffs. Now, ultimately, that also is a big what-if because you're having to bank on these teams living up to a standard that is not a guarantee. Well, a standard that they frankly haven't haven't met yeah, in the last it, couple yeah, of years. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a... I just I and you know and we gotta You need UCLA to be very good in the Pac twelve is what you need. And Houston to win out. Like you need Houston to win the Well we the just American. I mean Army kept up their end and I think that was a big deal and I'm still pissed yep. that they were left outside the final top twenty five because all they did was take Oklahoma into 
friggin' overtime. Now, who did they beat? Did they beat somebody in the uh, bowl game? Oh, yeah, they just did. Oh, you're being facetious. Sorry. Uh, I can't see your face, B. <laughs> they destroyed Houston. They they destroyed Houston. Facetious. Yeah, Bobby, they scored 70. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I was about to say, I can't, I can't see your yep. face. A uh, couple things I want to hit on because this is going to be a shorter one because, well, stuff happens and life happens. Uh, Bill Biedenboe had a lot of nothing to say. <laughs> about his starting offensive line. And and by the way, this is the part of, of the season where everybody's contentious. Nobody wants to say anything. Everybody thinks you're trying to get him with a gotcha question. Friggin' Ronnie Perkins didn't even want to say what position Jalen Redmond's playing. That's how tight these... Beam, did you, you hear the question when I asked Beamer the question about Stoggers? Yeah, he said you're trying to get me to give up the game plan. I'm like, yeah, actually, but no. He was joking, though. Yeah. He was joking. I, I love Shane. No, he was no, he's good. He's he's really good because he came in making jokes about songs and whatnot. But no, like I wanted to hit on the offensive line because from a national perspective and you know from a local one as well, nobody knows what the hell's around Creed Humphrey. Nobody. I mean, you and I make some really good educated guesses, but if you asked us to to bet on the starters, we might get three out of the five. Like I I got it. I know that R.J. Proctor's gonna start somewhere. I have a great feeling about Adrian Ely starting somewhere. Yeah, he's locked in. He's not even moving around. He's just sticking at right tackle. But but find me the other two guys. Because cause Swinson's hurt, but they don't want to say anything. Yeah, he said he's fine. Yeah, I think he is too, but, but they don't want to say anything. Yeah, I think he's fine to the extent that he's going to play through that issue. Right. So because the, it doesn't the, sound the like they trust Finley Felix yeah, and then when I asked about Bray Walker, which he said last time we spoke, that he would might get a look at tackle again. So did, are you going to give Bray a look at tackle? Nope. Okay. Bro. It, okay. So let's just let's no let's that. just do this and thing. I, and I good. Let's let's let me preface this by saying, Bill Beatonbow is one of my favorite coaches. He's no, he's cool. Throughout. Ever since I started covering OU, he's been fantastic to me. He's one of the nicest men in the world. He just came in with a, a, an attitude of, I don't want to tell them hardly anything, and I want to – he's he's playing games, and that's fine. And it also has to do with who they're playing. Everybody needs to remember that Holgerson and Biedenboe do not get along. But they coach together, and that's what's fun about this. Yeah, but that's why they don't. Do I know, but that, that I'm just I'm pointing that out for the people that yeah. that need the the straight line that everybody knows everybody, and not every relationship is a good relationship. Yeah, so there is a lot of Beanbow just not wanting to say a whole hell of a lot about what's going on with his offensive line because he wants to keep his arch nemesis should also Tina Holgerson on the on the on, on his the toes. So yeah, to to lead into all of this because I. I this is the value, I think, of having been around this beat for so long. I remember when Beatonbow got hired. Yep. And it was really cool because he's a dude walking in the room that doesn't know what he's not supposed to say yet. So, you know, that guy walked in with a dip in his lip and, uh, all right, what are we talking about? Oh, you know what? That guy, he needs some work. That other guy, he's coming along. He's impressed me. Just on it, right? And then, you know, he's been here for long enough that – I mean, you, you get here and you start doing things their way. But when Bill still wanted to talk, and, and he has, right? Like, this didn't, this is not, this is a one-off is what B is saying. Like, that was a one-off. Because he'll walk in and he'll joke with you. 
You know, yep. like uh, I think it was Keegan that had that tweet because it was said, look, uh, so outside of Creed, who's starting? And then Bill, Bill was like, oh, so you think Creed's starting? Shaking up, you know, shaking the yeah, room he, for a little bit. Yeah, and he said, so do I. Yeah, yeah, that, that, you're right, right. So like, this is, so like it's there, you know, like he'll, he'll definitely talk to you. And there's, there's dudes like that. But right now, at this moment, as the, the week before the week, everybody had very little to say. I mean, even Alex Grinch, it became a game of, hey, who didn't he mention? And, and I wanted to bring this to you before we, yeah. we got to close this out. He didn't mention Levi at all. Yeah, but then, then uh, what's-his-face did? Uh, Odom. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that I, was, okay, I didn't get over to Odom. Like, so Odom says that he's having a great camp and he's had more reps than anybody else at linebacker spot. And then Grinch says, well, Ryan Jones had a really good last Yeah, year. like where the hell did that come from? Here's, here's, my, here's my, my take on this. And I could be wrong, but here's my take on it. Ryan Jones has struggled. So if you have a guy that's taken majority of the reps, because Kenneth Murray hasn't taken a whole lot of reps um, this fall camp because he's he's been – They know what he dinged, is. Yeah, they know what he is, number one. Number two, he's ding, been dinged up a little bit, not not to the extent that he couldn't practice, but the extent they're like, we're not risking it. So they've moved Levi in there. Brian Mead's been out with a hamstring issue. So Levi has been your middle linebacker, your Mike. Well, Deshaun White's played Mike before, and Deshaun White's been in and out as well because he's had issues, and not because, and they haven't held him out because he's, they know who he is. They held him out because they didn't want to have him not fully ready to go come Houston, and he has been dinged up a little bit during the fall camp, which a lot of kids are. Like, fall camps are really hard on people's, those kids' bodies. That's, that's no secret. So they move, you can move Deshaun over to Mike. And you let Ryan Jones, who's been your third string or second string, uh, Will, get in there and get the majority of the reps at Will. To me, that made sense because you're going to get those guys the reps because we've been told throughout the whole process that Mike and Will are interchangeable in Alex Grinch's defense. So why not? Why not let those guys play? I, I, I think there's some truth to that. I don't think that's the whole truth. Because no, and I don't either. I, I think they want Ryan Jones to be right. I think that yeah. I think that you call him Mike and Will for a reason. You know, you don't call him inside linebacker. Like, no, like they want Ryan Jones to be good because he's so athletic. Well, I want Ryan Jones to be good. Like, right. if, if anybody is out there fishing for Ryan Jones nuggets, it's this guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I can't bring it to you because I know it ain't true. You know, it's like yeah, he struggled. Yeah. Goodness, but. But we've all heard all, all fall that Levi Draper has been having a hell of a fall camp and that even even Brian Odom said he's doing things that we knew he could do. He's finally doing it, and he's he's had a great – he said he's had a great, great fall camp and has earned himself a look. And that is about all you can ask if you're Levi or any other linebacker with this new staff is that you're earning it because these, this new staff doesn't, you know – they don't fudge what they're going to say. They're not. They're not playing politics. They're. They're going to play the guy they feel is best out there, and that's that's just the end all of it. Ugh. Yeah. I, I I hate this time of year. I do too. I I really. We're going to find out Monday what the real deal is. Yeah. Well, I, we say that, but you know. Yeah, but then then the, of course Levi was number two on the depth chart last year. I was year just going to say, and, and also I would not put it past 
this particular group, especially after, because you got to know that 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 some of us have hammered the way that you, you've gone about this Jalen Hurts thing, and and some of this scuttlebutt about the defense has been hammered as well because it's like, hey, we want to know about Jalen Redmond because everybody else wants to know about Jalen Redmond, and y'all yeah. are being real cagey about what you want to say about Jalen Redmond, except hey, he's full go and we'll see. Like, come on, man. Like, well, Grinch said he's been playing really well. Well, but that's I the other part. Is that he's had his hand in the dirt more often times than not. Like yeah, but they. That's what I'm saying is like they wouldn't come out and say it, and that's what I was getting irritated about. Was yeah. You know, you got Ronnie Perkins not not wanting to say where Jalen Redmond lines up. Well, you have to. But, but Kenneth Mann's out, so it kind of makes sense that you put uh, Redmond with his hand in the dirt, the opposite side of uh, Perk. No, and, no, it it makes sense, but. Why not just say that? Yeah, and let JMT and yeah. uh, and all the other guys. Or, or or you know what? Hey, look, if if I had to lay it out, um, I would say that he plays this more than he plays that. But I need him to play that too. We or like yeah, the way he put it, he's, with, uh, he's playing both. We well, I mean, he's doing sure. that with Strip too, right? Uh, Mark Stripling. Yeah. He's he said, hey, look, I'm I'm asking him to do a lot of stuff, and he's yeah. asking LaRon Stokes to do a lot of stuff. But he was also yeah, LaRon. That is a guy they talked. Oh my gosh, they think. Well, the way also they talk about him is like he's going to be a he's going to be a potential All Big Twelve. Guy. And I and I, and I hesitated. I hesitated with that because I know Bill was fishing for a story there. To, uh, Bill Hastings, Tulsa World Sports columnist. Uh, so yeah. he obviously wants to talk about a newcomer from Tulsa. Shout out my hometown. And I, you know, I wrote about him because he talked about him at length, and he was saying like the money quote was, "I'll, I'll take it to Lauren Stokes every year," and that's what I believe. I believed him then, right? Until he said those yeah. words, like, "Okay, this kid's gonna play a lot." Yep, um, I, I 100% agree with that, and I also think that uh, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a lot of uh, Nick Benito and uh, JMT on yeah. the at the Jack or Rushbacker. Man, I would, I just, I want to see Levi and JMT and Trey Brown, and Pat Fields right. on the all the on, guys, the 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 Oklahoma kids. You, you're yeah. da- you're damn right. You're, you're damn right. I I want to yep. see I want to see the kiddos from my state show out. Uh, yep. This is a shorter podcast because we wanted to do one. We wanted to put one up. B's got a radio show. I got a radio show. We both got full time jobs at staff writers at OUNsider.com. Lots of high school football going on, uh, dude. We promise we're going to do this again very soon. Yep. Uh, Probably next Tuesday. Uh, or Wednesday. Well, we make no promises. We make none because we, we will no be promises. held to them and something will happen. Like, we were so busy we covering try the. try to do it next Tuesday or Wednesday after all the uh, post practices are done. We will try. Right. We try. Okay? Capitalized T R Y. Thank you. Because Monday, Tuesday, they do the thing, and we usually want to do this Tuesday night, Wednesday, because then we'll have all the data. And nobody wants a podcast without all the data, except some of you do, because right. I get it. But yes, we, we really I'm gonna are. Try to, I'm going to have a guy from the Houston Chronicle come on my show. Is it uh, Joseph? Yeah. Hey! Yeah. I like so him. I may, I may, no, I may, uh, he's cool. I, yeah, I haven't asked him yet, but he always has come on every time I've talked. No, he's cool. So, he's very cool. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm gonna try to record he's, that. And he's have that for the podcast as well. SJI so. alum. I, I dig yes. it. Yeah. I am an SJI alum. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for us. That is Brandon Drum. I am RJ Young. Subscribe, rate, review. Also, OUinsider.com. 
Yep. Sign up. One dollar for the first month. Hey, there you go. Month to month. It is also on average right now, thirty percent off. Six dollars and I think like thirty-five or eighty-nine or I can't remember something like cents. Right now, on average, if you sign up for the annual VIP, which gives you access to all of OU Insider and all of the two four seven Sports Network, so you can go peruse whoever OU's playing and see what that fan base and the coaching staff and players are saying about the University of Oklahoma each and every week. And you're going to get recruiting notes and all sorts of team notes each and every day on OUinsider.com. Okay, that's it for us. Deuces.